Thanks for listening, you guys. I realize it's not easy. Charlie the dog and I have to listen to these two jokers every day. All right, look out now, Ron and Don Nation. It's the Ron and Don Show, episode 69. Can you believe it? Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network, live in our brand new studios on the shores of Lake Union on a picture-perfect day in the great specific northwest don't forget you can reach out to us we are licensed brokers at windermere we do something called a ronadon sit down wherever you are on your real estate journey let's sit down together we can come to you you can come to us all that information is up right now at ronadon.com i told you last week my son and i were gonna head off to maui for a few days which we just did and you're very tan yeah he wanted to go swimming with the turtles initially i thought he just wanted to go look at the turtles and then we got to Turtle Beach. He wanted to swim with the turtles. I'm going to tell you about that story. And also, uh, we've been taking some black belt classes at my house. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, in fact, I learned something. It's called black belt courage. And we had to use it when we went swimming with the turtles. But first, what do you got, Ron? I don't, have you heard of 38-year-old Juliet Parker? I, I, I didn't hear about her until moments ago before we jumped on the podcast. And you said, Don, you're not going to believe this story. Well, the it reason why I did this is because you're bizarre. You love babies. Like, I, there are not a lot of people, I'm especially ba- men. That's right. I'm a baby guy. That love babies more than you love babies. Baby guy, I love babies. So yeah. whenever we see a baby, you light up. Some people You love- want to hold the baby. Yeah. You like to goo-goo gaga with the baby. Totally. I'm not a guy that likes to hold babies, but I appreciate a baby. I just don't, I don't have the same yeah. relationship with babies that you do. And I do some baby talk. You just talk to the baby like the baby is a 45-year-old human. Uh, yeah, I don't believe in baby talk. Which uh, he works- three years old, you he talk worked- to him like, he, like works person. At, he works at Microsoft. He commutes on the 520 every day. He listens to the Ron and Don show. And yeah, I do a little goo goo gaga boo boo ba ba boo. So Juliet has a 16 year old. She's divorced. She wants, she she wanted another baby. There's a She's, local story here. Right? For, out of Pierce County. Okay. And so she came up with this scheme. Uh, and so what she did is she got her 16 year old daughter. She went out on Facebook and she said she started going to new mother forums. And she said, hey, I'm trying to build my portfolio. I would like to come. I'm going to take free pictures of you and your newborn baby. That's nice. And so she's like, "Just uh, I'm going to join all these forums. I'll come to your house. That's, sweet. That's super sweet of her. I'm actually. going to take uh, uh, free pictures of your baby. I love that. By the way. I'm also going to drug you with cupcakes and take your baby. So, no, that's not good. So the oh 16-year-old gosh, and her kidding me. get in the car. Ah. They befriend some new moms. They go to the house. So what, uh, what Juliet did first is she got her hands on some GHB. Mm. This is the date rape drug. Mm. She took the G. They don't know how she got under the, the GHB. She got some GHB. She went home. She baked some cupcakes with GHB in the cupcake. Somehow she tested these out and knew that you had to take two cupcakes to get uh, the effect that she wanted. If she put all the GHB into one cupcake that wasn't like you could taste it and people wouldn't need it. But if she did this dosage where she knew two cupcakes to her was the magic number. So she starts going over to these women's houses with just a Nikon camera. Like she's not a professional photographer. She brought her 16 year old daughter with her to help her with this scheme. And they, uh, so what she would do is she would bring over the cupcakes. Hey, thanks for having me over. I can't wait to take pictures of you and the baby here. I'm, I'm trying out a new recipe. We were thinking about selling these cupcakes. Will you have a cupcake? So she wants the moms, the newborn moms to eat two cupcakes 
And then the one where she got arrested, um, the woman said she felt pressured into eating the cupcake. She didn't really want cupcakes. She was trying to lose the baby weight. She's a non-cupcake person. But she uh, felt pressured, so she eats the cupcake. She starts to feel woozy uh, as she takes this bite into the second cupcake. She tells the um, Juliet to leave her house. She notices that the 16-year-old begins to pick up everything that they touched and wipe it off. So she's got a, a cloth with her. She takes the glasses and starts wiping the the fingerprints and the mouth prints and everything off the glasses. And then while she's doing that, mom takes the house keys uh, off of, out of the woman's purse and they leave. Mm. And so then the scheme was they were then going to come back, open up the house, steal the baby, and then move out of state with the baby. Mm. So this is the, the whole scheme. Uh, things unravel because the woman felt pressure at the cupcakes. She throws up. She uh, then calls authorities. They start to do an investigation. And they talk to our good friend, Ed Troyer. Oh, really? Who's like, yeah, this is, if you have interacted with this woman at all, Juliet Parker, 38, or her 16-year-old daughter, need to contact us to see what is going on. Mm. They track down the boyfriend, the current boyfriend, was she, he thought she was joking. Wait, wait, wait. So time out here so I understand. Because so far you're explaining this beautifully. Okay. Is it the boyfriend of the woman that ate the cupcakes? Or is it the boyfriend, no, the boyfriend of the of woman that, that's stealing the baby? So a couple, they start to... Ed, Ed and the Pierce County just Sheriff start to put this together, exactly. that she's That's a right. baby stealer. Yeah. And so she, um, they, they track down the boyfriend and they start going through the text messages and he's like, why are you joking about GHB? Hmm. And he's like, well, I thought she was kidding that she wanted a baby. She already has a 16 year old. So he's like, sounds like you should get some GHB. Ha ha ha. And he's like, I wasn't saying that you should really get GHB. I, th- I thought she was joking about taking a baby. So he was saying that to Juliet. So yeah, they were texting back and forth. And she's like, forth. Okay. I'll marry you if you can get me a baby within five weeks. I'll marry you, but you have to deliver, give me a baby. deliver a baby. Wow. And so he thought she was joking. There's a lot of pressure in relationships to have a baby. I've never heard of this kind of pressure before. Then to they, have a baby in five weeks. They contact the ex-husband who's out of state. Who of, has of, the, Juliet. of Juliet. Of Juliet. He okay. has the 10-year-old. She got the 16-year-old. He has the 10-year-old, and he's like, yeah, she's crazy. Mm. I hope my 16-year-old isn't involved in this, but if she is, prosecute both of them. Wow. Because they, she should know better than to help her mom do this. Yeah. And so they, they, Pierce County apprehended her. She was in jail. She got out on $50,000 bail over the weekend. Prosecutors are like, She's the definition of flight risk. She was going to take steal yeah, someone's baby right. and then just leave. Wow. So they want uh, the new bail to be $150,000. And they're like, do not let her out of jail because she's going to take off. Mm. So right now, um, authorities are saying, looking around to see, is there anybody else whose baby uh, tried to be stolen? I, I'm going to add something here that the Pierce County Sheriff's did not say. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as a good free photo shoot. (laughs) It doesn't matter if you are a single woman, if you're a newborn mom, if you're a teenager. Nobody wants a free photo shoot. Nobody gets away unscathed. They, either a guy's trying to hit on you, 
or someone's trying to steal your baby. Yeah. Those are the only options. That's right. Photographers deserve to get paid. Mm. They're, nobody's giving away free pictures. Yeah. And every guy in the world has tried to be a photographer. <laughs> I'm a fitness model photographer. <laughs> I'll do a free photo shoot at the house. Yeah, a lot of guys used to do that before everybody had a camera on their phone. Right. And people would pay for that, right? Yeah. yeah. Of course no, Nobody wants to give you free pictures. Where, where's Juliet now, do we know? I, I don't know if they re-arrested her once they figured out she was a flight risk. Yeah. But um, if you see her, she does have crazy eyes. Yeah. You're like, okay, this looks like a woman that she wants had, to steal your she baby. She cupcakes in one hand. She has a Nikon <laughs> camera in the other. Google Gaga. And She's coming her for thing, yeah. over a week old, was too old for her. Wow. She wanted a new new newborn. You know what's crazy about this? Chances are that guy's still going to marry her. Even though he didn't deliver on the baby. You never know. Well, right? she could be a, it could be a jailbird marriage. There you go. All right. Hey, thanks for stopping by. Episode number 69 of the Ron and Don Show. We come back in a minute. Uh, we're going to talk about Black Belt Courage. And have you ever gone to see the turtles in Hawaii? There's a big difference, I found out, between seeing the turtles on the beach and jumping in the water and trying to swim with those turtles if you can find the turtles. Uh, My nine-year-old wanted to swim with those turtles. And the question was this, dude, I don't even think you can swim in a pool. (laughs) We'll talk about that in one minute. It's the Ron and Don Show. Just getting started only on the Ron and Don Radio now. Ron and Don are licensed real estate brokers with Windermere Midtown. Are you ready to buy or sell a home? Yeah, call my dad or his best friend Ron. You should see them at an open house. They're hilarious. You're listening to my dad's podcast. It's the Ron and Don Show. Only on ronanddonradio.com. Oh, it's the uh, Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio uh, Network, episode number uh, 69. Thanks for stopping by, you guys. In, if you want to find out anything about radio or real estate, ronanddon.com. Click on the radio microphone. There you'll read all about our radio careers. And don't forget, we're licensed brokers with Windermere. doesn't matter where you're at in that real estate journey. We'd love to be a part of it. In fact, we just did two sit-downs today right here on the shores of Lake Union. We will come to you. You can come to us. And we even give you a Ron and Don camp mug. How about that? Just go to ronanddon.com. You can also write Ron, ron at windermere.com, Don O'Neill at windermere.com, all out of Midtown. It's right here on North South Lake Union. Is that right? North South Lake Union? No, it's just North Lake Union. North Lake Union. But you never hear North Lake Union. Do you, you don't. No. That's because there's just a couple things. Yeah. There. Anyway, uh, I don't know what kind of activity. What, what were some of the activities when you were a kid growing up that you feel like really helped you? Uh, mature, learn, grow, because you're a pretty active active kid, and you're on a lot of teams, right? Um, activities. Probably, like, well, here's the thing that didn't help me. Boy Scouts. Okay. Like, I thought, uh, A, that we were going to get good snacks. Yeah. B, I wanted badges, all right? I yeah. didn't, I didn't, I'm not coming to this thing if I'm not getting badges. Right. And then uh, C. Because you see all your friends at school with the sash and all the badges right. on, and you're like, okay, I got to take him down. I was right? not sure on the uniform. Okay. I, I wasn't sure on that. So I join up for a year. I start banging through the, the low-hanging fruit on the badges, which is fine. Campfire. Then we go whittling. to, you probably know, Steve Dirks. Sewing. Steve Dirks, was uh, his mom is the den leader. I know Steve. So we go to yeah. Steve Dirks. Yeah. 
And my friend Anthony, they got Rice Krispie Treats. Steve Dirks is now a camp director in uh, New Mexico for kids. And then Anthony is a very famous weather forecaster in uh, Los Angeles. For whatever reason, I couldn't get into Anthony's troop. His troop is full. Oh. Reason why? Yeah. They have great snacks. <laughs> So Anthony's telling me week in, week out. What's we a, got brownies. Okay, I was going to ask what a great We thing. got pie. We got Rice Krispie treats. Like he's going on and on and on. So I show up to Steve's house. <laughs> okay. And I'm ready for Snackapalooza. Yeah. I've never seen these before or since. Mm. I think his mom was just cleaning out the fridge. Yeah. It was a cube of Velveeta mm. on a toothpick. Yeah. With a maraschino cherry. Wow. Laid out into like a spiral form on a paper plate. That was the snack. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm an adventurous eater. I was like, I'll try this. Maybe yeah. I, maybe I'm, we just don't, I don't know what this is. If you've just picture this flavor combo, a maraschino cherry <laughs> and Velveeta cheese. Oh, wow. It was as bad as you thought. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, maybe this is hors d'oeuvre and like the real snacks are coming out later. That was it. Mm. That was snack time. No wow. juice box. No, we had water and, and, and Velveeta government cheese. What about oranges where you smile at each other? No and, oranges. And you uh, think so, that's, that you think that's funnier as heck when you put the orange in and you smile. The next uh, troop meeting rolls around. We're back at Steve's. And this time it was crackers. Mm. Just crackers. Yeah. Like there's not, nothing on the cracker. There's no dip or spread or just crack. That's some, on Bob and Alice though, because I, I was I'm sure out. Your, your parents was were, out. were supposed to, to, to help provide some of the, some of the great snacks. So. I don't know how it worked. Right? Yeah. So I was out. I got uh, my badges. I was done. Yeah. Anyway, my, my, my son is nine years old. We, we've been trying different things. We played baseball. Uh, he likes the big league trio of baseball. He likes being on a team, uh, but he doesn't like catching because he says, you know what, daddy, they throw the ball at you every single well, he played time. catcher, didn't he? Well, the problem is when you're a catcher and you're catching for another eight-year-old, and this is when he's playing when he was eight, because what they do, the first part of the game, so you can actually get a score, is they use the machine. Last part of the game, they come out, they use live pitching. You, nobody, a professional baseball catcher does not want to be a catcher because you have no freaking idea where this ball is going. And a lot of times it's going right for your head. It's going for your kneecap. It's going eight feet above. It is all over the place. I was bored playing baseball back in the day. Yeah. I can't imagine kids today. Yeah. So he, he didn't love baseball. A little too young if we're going to try a, a football. He's done a little bit of soccer, kind of like that. Something when he was younger, though, is we did some Taekwondo, or uh, I like to do Taekwondo at my house. Taekwondo goes a little like this, and it's probably hard to understand because you're listening to a podcast right now, but it's a li- it's all about your attitude of... <sighs> podcast over? I'm out of... I'm out of breath here. <laughs> I don't think I keep talking. Taekwondo has taken himself out. Anyway, anyway, he loved doing it. Uh, but one of the issues with Taekwondo and Taekwondo is he, he, he felt like he was in this class with all these little kids, and it was kind of a tumbling class. So we did it for a number of years. We went out. We tried a number of sports. And then I had heard about this academy that's in my son's neighborhood. I'll give him a quick plug here. It's called the Black Belt Academy. And he's been looking to do something, and I've been looking to do something with him. And I've been looking for something that he could connect with that would help him uh, develop kind of a sense of self 
And sometimes he doubts himself a lot, right? He doubts him. And we all do. We, we all kind of go through this. And sometimes he's a little hard on himself. And I'm like, okay, what, what, what can we do here that's not baseball? So we got this little flyer at Christmas. It's the Black Belt Academy. I went and I talked to the master there. His name is Master Purcell. And he said, you know, we don't allow parents just to come and to drop kids off. He says, what we do at the Black Belt Academy is we work on things where the parents are partners. So you have to go in there and almost be interviewed. And you sit down with your child, but his parents or a parent, a single dad. Did they make you break a board with your elbow? He did. I had to go. I had to go in and do a class with my son. We did an hour class together because they wanted me to understand what they teach at the Black Belt Academy. And so we went in there and and they basically gave us the guidelines of what they do. And then I participated in a class just with G-Force, just he and I. And they bring out different boards. And my son was snapping these boards like this. And I couldn't break one to save my soul. What color belt are you? What's that? Are you a white belt? I'm, I'm, well, I'll tell you. I actually do have a white belt. I did earn a white belt. Good for you. Yeah. So, so we got signed up for the Black Belt Academy. And the deal is at, at home, we have a chart that hangs on our refrigerator. And what you have to do is you have to go over things that maybe is a nine-year-old human that you're struggling with. So for him, it's sometimes focus. So we have this Black Belt uh, Academy grid. that, that uh, and, and on the Black Belt Academy grid, we have different goals. And one of those is to work on focus. Another one is to work on courage. So Black Belt focus, Black Belt courage. You're supposed to work on two things every month. And not only do, when you go to class do you sit down and let's say you're going to uh, do a Black Belt class today. Not only do you earn points and check marks in class, but you earn them when you're at home too. So there's the partnership. So other kids might be working on black belt broccoli because they don't eat their vegetables, for instance. So they get scored it's by mom and dad. Delicious, by the way. What's that? Black belt broccoli is one of my favorites. Yeah. So you sit down and, and, and it's a partnership. It's a collaboration. It's kind of cool. So anyway, we've been working on black belt focus and we've also, also been working on black belt courage that we might have some black belt courage in our lives. And... Uh, and then also black belt. Sometimes we're just not on time. So we're working on black belt hustle too. Those are our three things that we're working on. So nonetheless, we get on a plane and we fly uh, to Maui. And my son has never been to Maui before. I've been there one time. And we go with my friend Joe. I call him Maui Joe. And he's actually one of my real estate partners and one of my really good friends. And my son, we've been looking at books about, we've, we've been studying the greenback turtle. Love those. And the greenback turtle, my son decides we need to go see the greenback turtle. Then we look at, and I'm like, you know what? I looked at all the beaches, I did the research. I'm like, hey, I know where we can go and see the greenback turtle. And this time of year in Maui, a lot of times, because they they will sit on their eggs for four, five, six months on the beaches, they also travel over 600. In 50 miles, and it's one of the reasons why, even though the greenback turtle hasn't been endangered in Hawaii because they're protected, the seals, whales, everything's protected there. But because they travel, they travel to these what they call these eating stations, where they actually eat the algae, algae off each other's uh, backs, and they also mate. They will travel 657, 750 miles to other parts of the ocean, the Pacific Ocean, where they're not protected. So we get there, and. We start heading out to the beach to go look at these turtles. And my son is like, Daddy, what are we doing? He goes, I didn't come 
to Hawaii, to Maui, to see the turtles. I came to swim with the turtles. And I'm like, to swim with the turtles? He's like, yeah, like swim with the turtles. Oh my gosh, because I swam with the turtles one time before. Like, I don't even know if you can swim in a swimming pool. And he looked at me, he goes, Daddy, let's go get some snorkels. And this is going to take some black belt courage today. Do you think when we get home, after I swim out to the turtles, I can get a check mark on the refrigerator? I'm like, that's if we get home. We'll tell you about what happened as we search for the greenback turtle and our black belt courage next. It's the Ron and Don Show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Episode 69, the Ron and Don Show. Thanks for stopping by, you guys. Don't forget, we're licensed realtors with Windermere. Just write Ron, Ron at Windermere.com. Let's do a Ron and Don sit down. Find out where you're at in a real estate journey, whether you're buying, you're selling, you're investing. Let's sit down together. Our office, your spot, your place. Let's do it. Ron at Windermere.com. Don O'Neill at Windermere.com. It is midwinter break right now in Seattle. What do we do? Just 80? The papers say 80 days of doom and gloom. Straight 80? Is that what it was? It has been uh, pretty harsh. But yeah, the last couple of days of sunshine have been amazing. Yeah. So I'm, I haven't done a real good job in my life of taking vacations, traveling, going places. Ron has done a great job at that. Also, my friend Joe does a great job with that. You guys are real hard workers, but also you're real hard players. Uh, and I do a good job of playing locally, but sometimes not globally. And well, in fairness to you, you did grow up in the Midwest where you just drive everywhere. You drive everywhere in the family country square right. station wagon or the travel all. This is true. So uh, it wasn't modeled well for me. Uh, driving to Chicago. Yeah, I just got my passport a couple a couple years ago, right? So anyway, I decided my son's nine. He's turning 10. And let's get on a plane and let's go somewhere where we know it's going to be sunny. And my friend Joe, who's one of my other partners, uh, we decided, hey, let's go to Maui. He has a place there. Kind enough to invite us. And I had been there before and jumped out of a boat to go swim and, and see the turtles. And that's another story for another day. But let me share this story with you, though. We're, we're flying over uh, to Maui. My son and I have been studying. Do you do that when you're traveling somewhere? Do you like kind of like to study where you're going? Of course. And, and, yeah, you and, get a book and you sort of see what the sites are going to be. Yeah, you don't want to just go to Italy and reflexively eat a pizza and come home. You kind of want to know. Unless you're my brother. <laughs> And that's all he wants to do is eat pizza. Yeah, you kind of want to know what's going on. So we were studying the turtle, the life of the greenback turtle. They have been around before the dinosaur. They live through the extinction, and chances are they will be around, Ron, when you and I are gone. Uh, Some of the turtles that we saw, they will still be here probably when my son has passed away one day, right? Because they live to be about 100 years old. There are turtles they have found they believe to be 350 to 400 years old. And as I just shared in the previous segment, they are they are endangered in certain parts of the world because they travel they travel so much. What did your guide say is rule number one about green turtles? We talked about this. You don't feed or molest the turtles. You don't touch the turtles. You don't touch the turtles. The other thing that you don't do is you don't hover over the turtles. They have lungs. And if you hover over the turtles, they can get intimidated. 
intimidated and as a result of that and in fact this is how they used to harvest turtles they would hover over the turtles and they would actually drown the turtles and then pull the turtles out and these turtles can be hundreds and hundreds of pounds anytime you go to hawaii and people say, I'm going to see the turtles, which I thought is what we were doing. You can go to beaches there and you can see the turtles. I've done that in Mexico where they're laying their eggs. It's fascinating. Yeah, I've it, seen the, the, the hatchlings Yeah, before. and we did that too. And we saw the turtles and we saw the, we saw the seals and all that. And my son was just like, yeah, this is really cool. But this is not... This is not swimming with these turtles. He wanted to swim with the turtles. So there's a place uh, where a lot of turtles kind of congregate, where there's a lava tube... Uh, Here's Don giving you secret uh, information. <laughs> Let me give you the secret place where the turtles that you can't touch are going to be. Yeah, so there's kind of a turtle cove and a turtle beach. And so we decided, uh, we went and my friend Joe and I are just kind of looking at each other. We're like, well, let's go get some mass. So we went to a place called Scuba Joe's. Let's get, let's get some mass. And we will get some snorkels and we'll put some flippers on. And we'll get him a little belt and we'll just kind of go out and we'll swim a little bit and we'll swim out 100 yards. If we see a turtle, we see a turtle. If we don't, we'll just swim back in. And at least he know that we tried, right? Because that, that was kind of our plan. And I have seen him struggle in a swimming pool before. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to get in the, the Pacific Ocean here. But there's going to be two of us. Joe is a accredited diver. Uh, he's a very, very good scuba diver, so I felt safe with him. Uh, he's lived on Maui for a very, very long time. And uh, so he was kind of our director and our guide. So it's myself, it's Maui Joe, it's my son. We put on our gear, and we go out into the water. And he's never been in salt water before. And he gets some salt water in his eyes, and he starts to cry. And I mean, my son doesn't cry very much, and really started crying kind of blubbery tears and we are just standing in the water it feels like kind of up to our ankles right now and i'm like how are we going to get out there a hundred yards just how are we going to get a hundred yards when he just got some salt water splash in his face and he is crying now he is crying it's painful the salt water yeah <sighs> so I'm like i guess we're not going to see any turtles today but at least we're going to we're going to do Joe and I are, are like, you know, we're going to do tur- turtle theater, kind of like when you go to the airport and, you know, if somebody's getting on with a bomb, they'll never find it. Those get on. Right. Same thing. TSA theater. This is turtle theater. So we get we get in the water. We get his belt on. We get all his gear on. And I explain to him, I explain, you know, the, the salt water is not going to hurt you. Uh, and sometimes sometimes this is where. This is where you got to reach down a little bit. And he looked at me and goes, Daddy, this is going to take some black belt courage, uh, isn't it? And I said, yeah, it's going to take some black belt courage. And he, he wanted my buy-in. He said, do you think, because usually you just get one check mark when you do black belt courage. Yeah. He wanted to know if he could get two check marks for swimming in the salt water. And I said, "Yeah, I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you two. Che- doling out check marks, two left ch- and right. Two check marks. If we can get a hundred yards out, and then we'll swim out, and we'll come back. And that's what we decided to do. We get in the water. Maui Joe is swimming uh, out front. My son is right behind him, and I start swimming behind G Force. And we swim, and we kind of get we get ten yards, fifteen yards, twenty yards. I won't go through all the yards. This isn't a play by play football game." We get about 50 yards, and uh, I'm looking over at him, and he's like, he's like into it. He's like, he is, and, 
And the water is now, it's like if he has to touch the bottom, we're in about eight to 10 feet of water. And I'm just like, do I, do I, and I can't signal Joe because he's way up ahead. I have my son and I, if things are going well, we're supposed to go thumbs up. If not, thumbs down. I look over, I give him a thumbs up. He gives me a thumbs up and I'm like, okay, well, we're about a hundred yards out now. I guess we're going to go out to, to like, maybe we'll go 200 yards. So we are at 200 yards now. The ocean is that we're looking below us and you know me in heights and being underwater freaks me out a little bit. He has this smile on him ear to ear. We are now in about 15 to 20 feet of water. Probably crystal clear. Crystal clear. And now we're beginning to see the fish and we're beginning to see the coral and we're beginning to see all this shelf life. We're beginning to see the remnants of the lava tube. And Joe looks around and he gives my th- son a thumbs up. Gunner gives a thumbs up. I'm like, I thumbs guess. Thumbs down, thumbs down, right, I'm out. Right, I'm out. Right. I'll meet you back on the beach. <laughs> the only one that's a little freaked out right now is this guy over here. I, I, I mean, I kid you not. I kid you. Flying 30,000 feet in a plane bothers me. Being down below the water in a swimming pool bothers me. And now, not being able to touch the floor of the ocean, it's bothering me. We are swimming and we are going for it. And we get, he swims and I'm so proud of him. He swam almost, it was over half a mile. We are now in 40 feet of water. And if you wanted to swim to shore, you couldn't because it's just jagged lava rock. So we are committed at this point. And I look over and Maui Joe, he kind of, he kind of swims down and then he starts pointing out in the shelf because these turtles have lungs and they kind of sit in the shelf and he dove down. And just as he was diving down, a turtle dove up. You're not allowed to feed or molest the turtles. It's a hundred thousand dollar fine if you do so. So we saw our first turtle, uh, swimming up and we swam up with him. And we kept, uh, supposed to keep about a 10, 15 foot distance. We were probably 20 feet away. And then the turtles started. Big one? Yeah. Probably 200 pounds started diving back down. And my son started, he looked over at me. We came up and he said, Hey, can I go, can I go swim with the turtle? And I'm like, yeah, go for it. And I was afraid his, tor- his snorkel was going to fill up with salt water. And when it does, when you come to the top, you're just supposed to go t- right. in the number two and spit it out. I look over, G-Force O'Neill is swimming with the turtles. The first turtle we ended up calling success because we actually found one. Then we see Charlie 2, who we named after his dog, Charlie 1. And then we see Helen uh, came around the corner and then a number of our other friends. And we are a half mile out in the Pacific Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, as he called it when he was a baby. And he is nine years old and he is swimming with the turtles. We, can, we come to the top, and we're kind of having a regroup, and we're talking. And you could just see the thrill in his face. And he looks over at me, and he said, Daddy, he goes, when we get home, he goes, I think that was actually worth three check marks. He goes, you know what I just showed you? And this is true. He goes, I just showed you some black belt courage right there. And he said, you know what, Daddy? He goes, you're not a very good swimmer. He goes, <laughs> he goes, you just got schooled by a nine-year-old. I kid you not. You just got schooled by a nine-year-old. 
and I did. So the thrill of my lifetime as a father, the thrill of my lifetime as a human, oh, the thrill of a lifetime to see your child do that. And, and every once in a while to just look for your own black belt courage in your life. And I was reminded to do that from him. And every once in a while to look at the world through his face mask, through his lens, through his eyes. Because sometimes you get a little salt water in them and uh, just kind of keep going. My eyes got a little salty than himself, but for a different reason. So, anyway, we all get schooled by our children once in a while, don't we? Yeah. <sighs> Things get tough this week. Reach down, find some black belt courage, keep swimming. All right. He's Ron. I'm Don. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening to episode 69. Thank you for making the Ron and Don Show on podcast such a success. More people listening now to the Ron and Don Show on the podcast than have ever listened on Terrestrial Radio. This thing has gone boom, and it's all because of you. If you're on a real estate journey, reach out to us, Ron at Windermere.com. You keep your head up. You keep your shoulders back. You keep swimming. You keep looking for that black belt courage, all right? Just don't get schooled by a nine-year-old. We'll see you next time. It's Ron and Don only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Ron and Don. Ron and Don. Ron and Don. Ron and Don. Ron. Ron. On the Ron and Don Radio Network, man. Okay, how much do I have to pay you for this? <laughs> One dollar. <laughs> <laughs>